0: Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we've got some tech news, including Snapchat going for billions of dollars. How can you get your piece of that? We're also going to talk about Vizio watching you and Windows 10 in the cloud. All that plus our Super Bowl wrap up coming up now on a brand new Don't Panic. This is Don't Panic, episode number 157, recorded February 6th, 2017. TV's that watch you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, uh, the technology podcast that always plays from behind until they score that final touchdown. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by our two MVPs of this league. It's Dan Miller and Colby Rabido. I think that's probably the third time I've referred to you guys as MVPs in one of these openings. <laughs>
1: and it's true really? it's true frankly yeah. so
0: i can't disagree or argue with that
1: sean when are you going to let me pay to pay someone with an accent to read some of our openers i just a random person on the internet
0: you know it is it is really funny uh, a bit of a tangent dan you can do it anytime you want i'm not going to stop you but i was going through i was going through, <laughs> was going through some so old... what
1: was the thing you would not let me do i forget what it was oh well, oh Yes, to record it, this was it. To record an episode and then pay a lot of money to have other people
0: dub our dialogue. To first
1: transcribe what we say and then dub it over again. In like funny accents. all our Yeah, yeah, yes. exactly.
0: I I can't imagine why we said no. Frankly, when you put it like <laughs> that, it's a it's an obvious idea. We
1: can, we can put our uh, Amazon uh
0: referral uh Oh, all revenue towards All 9 dollars of it. I don't know what, what kind hey. of voice talent we can get for that but it's worth a shot um, no I was gonna say I was um, I was flipping through some of our old videos the other day and I was playing them like back to back but just the beginning part and just me at the beginning saying coming up on this coming up on this <laughs> but like over the last three years like the progression and I was like at different points in my life like I was watching time go by I'm like I should edit all these together it'd be like you know some <laughs> sad music like this is what I've become. I used to be so young <laughs> and optimistic. Those Very were the optimistic days.
1: Optimistic guy in a apartment in Poughkeepsie. That, that's right. That's exactly old, right. A world oh, ahead wow. of him.
0: Yep. Yeah. And now I'm a slightly lamer guy in Houston, Texas. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> now I do. Before we before we jump in, speaking of Houston, I do want to talk about the Super Bowl. We got a few other things, but I want to remind everybody, mm-hmm. especially those watching live, you can call in and chat with us during the show um, because we want to hear from you. Uh, while we're doing it, the phone number 508-644-TECH, that's 508-644-8324, the number right there on the screen for you. You can call in, join the conversation. And, guys, are you ready for this? What have we been promising people the whole time for the first person to call in and add something to the conversation?
1: They get a Your tote bag. bag, and it's stuffed with goodies. Look, look at that. Oh, man. Look at that. Wow.
0: I, I wasn't shitting you when I said we get, we got tote bags. <laughs> look, I bet look you that.
1: could tote so much stuff in that oh my
0: god they're they're <laughs> spacious <laughs> they're <laughs> canvas oh look at wow that. i mean oh they lanta. go for miles look it's like an optical illusion it never stops yeah so we got these dope tote bags bag so call in during the show eight five oh eight six four four tech is the number and and our fantastic hosts may be getting one of these in the mail soon so keep your eyes peeled for that wow mm-hmm. not colby though okay
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> only the fantastic hosts oh,
0: yes only the ones I like uh, sorry don't take it personally
1: except it's personal
0: um, so you guys uh, obviously the big thing in, in the news discussion Super Bowl was this past weekend as I alluded to um, did you guys in, in have the opportunity to watch the game enjoy the game eat some food have some fun with some folks drink some beers etc cetera, etc cetera?
1: um All of I I stayed home with Jill so sort of um but like that's that's a person.
0: I as far as I know, that's true.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I'm I'm sort of glad I wasn't in a social setting because a lot of a lot of attention needed to be paid to the game, and I paid as much as I could. Yeah, if you went to that guy, uh, got your uh, little after midnight meal at the Everready Diner this week, he, he he'd have nothing to say about your credit card yep (laughs) you like remember me (laughs) slam it down on the counter (laughs) where are your giants now yeah (laughs) at home they're at home (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i watched the game i drank beer i i i missed so right before the super bowl started i i follow and listen to many of uh, one of the creators of Cards Against Humanity's podcast, I follow him on Twitter. He was—he's on the one I recommended last week, uh, Two by Friday, and also the one with Patrick Rothfuss. And he tweeted, "We might have bought a Super Bowl ad." So the entire time I was most looking forward to trying to figure out which ad was the Cards Against Humanity ad, but I didn't realize he was referring to the past tense. He had bought an ad that came on before the Super Bowl, <laughs> uh, and it was just uh, thirty seconds of a potato with the word "advertisement" written on it. <laughs> <laughs> but I missed it, and uh, I can't find it online. I Googled for it.
0: That's really funny. And I give other, those guys, They either, do such do good stunts. It? No, I didn't. I wasn't didn't wasn't paying too close attention to the pregame, but that's really funny.
1: It's delightful. I um, like that. Was there any Super Bowl technology stuff that happened? There There's was. The... Intel drones. Yeah, that was crazy. I thought they just CGI'd those onto That's the onto the I sky thought. or something. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I'm like, it should have green so much screen cheaper. or some shit.
0: Like, no, they're drones. What a waste. And that was pre-recorded, you know, that wasn't live, because legally the FAA doesn't allow any planes within that close, any flying devices that close to the Super Bowl. So that bit with her on the roof was pre-recorded.
1: So it kind of was bullshit. Yeah. Was she, like, so she wasn't on the roof? Or just the drones weren't on the no, roof. No, she was or, on mean, the
0: she was on the roof. She didn't sing on the roof.
1: The singing was
0: pre-recorded, and and her performing on the roof with the drones was pre-recorded. But
1: they were flying. Although I don't, I don't know. They, I thought there was like a zoomed out view of the drones at one point from like the blimp thing.
0: It, hmm. uh, that might have been. So my my only thing I don't know is if the drone shot was done on the roof of the stadium weeks before the game. And that might have been the shot they were using. That I don't mm-hmm. know, but I do know it was pre recorded. She was on the roof. She didn't sing up there. She just it cut to live was when she came down. Um oh. but the drones and her singing was not live. That was pre recorded. Because I feel, legally they can't fly the drones during the Super Bowl.
1: I mean I get that, but I feel really misled. So she didn't like dive off the roof like she did no. in that.
0: And did you notice how how it took them a long time to cut away from her diving to her coming down? Yeah, that's because it was did, yeah. it was faked. Yeah,
1: yeah. Isn't that isn't that terrible? God, this is but like worse than the moon landing.
0: I... <laughs> 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 really pulled one over on us on that one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, I um I don't know why. I don't. I well. I guess it makes sense. Yeah, they don't want stuff flying around there in the airspace around for security reasons. I get that. But the drones were yeah, real. And they were really, sense. really programmed to fly around the Intel drones. They've done other demonstrations. I mean, that was real. Mm.
1: Um, I thought they were going to turn into the Pepsi logo because they were the same. It was like at the one blue point. and red. I think right oh, at the did end they? of
0: the performance, like mm. right after, like and they. And this has been the Pepsi zero sugar halftime, and then they formed the Pepsi logo. Yeah now so so
1: i have another question that's about that th- that's what i was. yeah okay sorry like <laughs> that's what, what is thinking. pepsi zero sugar like is that a pepsi product like a new pepsi thing or like were they just saying like that the halftime sponsored by pepsi but without sugar i, <laughs> well, I like don't know Pepsi understand. was
0: fighting with sugar and we're like we're sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> you want to make sure sugar had nothing to do with this <laughs> right um, I'm going to Google it. No, Pepsi Zero Sugar is a soda product that they sell. But what I don't know is that they used to sell the difference between this and Pepsi. Oh, so it used to be Pepsi. Remember Pepsi Max? Mm. It used to be Pepsi Max, and they changed the name. It's a zero-calorie, sugar-free um, cola sweetened with, um, how do you say that? Aspartame? That's not right. Um, the the seat uh, that, that fake sugar they put in everything.
1: Aspartine? Is that aspartame is aspartame i don't know i've never seen it spelled so
0: as Asper- aspartame. aspartame something aspartame? like that yeah yeah um yeah so yeah it used to be pepsi max and they rebranded it who knew so go go <laughs> i could just just imagine colby going in uh to a restaurant he sits down so sir what would you like to drink uh can i have a coke pepsi zero sugar okay
1: <laughs> no <laughs> not, at all.
0: not even close
1: uh madness it was i enjoyed lady gaga though i was honestly i was half expecting beyonce to come out when they started playing when she started doing telephone i was like well obviously beyonce is gonna come out Mm -hmm. like that wasn't a great song beyonce was just in it but she didn't i was i was a little disappointed about that
0: yeah no guest stars at all which was i think a little because it seems like the last couple Super Bowls they always brought in at least someone else Mm. this this was all gaga all the time even, uh.
1: I'm, uh, I'm goo goo for Gaga Puffs. <laughs> that yeah, was a 30 should've... rock joke. That was a 30 rock joke. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, I, I was. I, I was fine with. I was getting tired. Last year was ridiculous with the guest artists. It was too much. It was like, oh, I, who even was it originally? I thought it was, it was Bruno Mars. Last oh, year was Coldplay. weird. It was Coldplay. I mean, they they did like one like, song. Like, Right. I feel like the problem with Coldplay is they're boring. OK, well, <laughs> you know, it's not like I'm not not saying I don't like Coldplay's music, but like a whole Super Bowl show with just Coldplay, it's like.
0: Mm. I, well, there was ever there was. I don't know if it was a petition or just a rumor going around. People wanted Adele to do the halftime show this year, and I'm like, I love Adele. Adele's a great singer, wonderful yeah. performer. Not really halftime material. <laughs> a little Even bit of a Even worse than Coldplay. Little, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so I get that.
1: Yeah. No, I I, I enjoyed Lady Gaga though. I mean, I I always enjoy
0: Lady Gaga. I, I was so depressed about the game. I didn't get much enjoyment out of it. If I'm being honest, I was I was despondent. <laughs>
1: Uh, do you think it was all long con? Because this is what I was thinking, and, and I don't know <laughs> enough about all to really understand. Not a con, but like they were playing the long game. uh It might be riskier. They, uh, the Falcons are clearly a good team. It might be riskier to have kept it close. And if you can score, if you can tie it up, and then the game ends, you seem to be in a really fucking advantageous position come overtime i was like wait hey, how how could this possibly be how this works but the, the team that just tied it up has advantage going into overtime mm, based on a coin flip once but, oh that's right that's right there was a coin flip yeah yeah i mean the coin flip uh cast doubt on my theory here but i thought i thought uh, some of the way that went down at the end was awfully so convenient
0: basically what you're saying is bill belichick hustled the atlanta falcons
1: well, no, he knew that he he had some insight into their psychology, knowing that if it was actually a close game, they might play harder, and then he could bring it on at the end. I think uh, that, this is not a serious. This is like thirty percent serious.
0: <laughs> well, that's like I had a uh, I had a coworker who I was talking to, and he said uh, I said, "Oh, what are you doing for the game?" He said, oh, "I'm watching it," and I said, "You know," he said, "His wife wouldn't watch it because she thinks all the games are rigged." like wrestling she thinks they're all scripted and he Mm. and he and he goes yeah so she won't watch the games and i said well that means she should watch the games it means the games are gonna be really exciting because if they're scripting them that's a it's entertainment it's a great reason to watch the games because it's going to be thrilling and maybe she's right Uh, maybe it is scripted i couldn't have scripted a better game than that
1: yeah and and in some games like so what i'm getting at is like multi-game conditioning where you and this isn't exactly what I'm proposing happened here, but where or you play an opponent many times and you play one way. And then when it really matters, you play a different way and you condition them to expect you to behave a certain ways under certain conditions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I feel like in general, one of the things that Patriots are great at is like doing that in a game. Like they come out after halftime and like do different stuff. Um, which is always fun to see. I don't necessarily think that happened this time. I almost think they just, like, Atlanta just got tired. Like, they played hard the first half.
0: Well, Um, what was it? Statistically, this was in the postseason, this was the greatest differential between um, the offenses, how many plays they ran. Patriots ran a record number of offensive plays. It was like 93 offensive plays they ran, more than any other team in postseason history. Wow. Wow. They were That's on the crazy. field for like way more than the Atlanta offense, so yeah, they were tired, especially by overtime.
1: Indeed, it is so. Um, it. I thought it, when they were flipping the coin, it reminded me of this must have been like last year or something when the Patriots went into over, were in in overtime and uh, they they won the coin toss, but the 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 whoever was calling it said the wrong thing like because the Patriots always defer at the beginning of the game he's like oh we'll defer um, just like reflexively and and they gave the other team the ball and ended up losing because they got a touchdown right away mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, now I was wondering if they were going to roll George Bush out again to uh, flip that coin but apparently <laughs> not. He, he
0: was back home <laughs> would've, asleep would've by delayed
1: then. the 24 legacy preview oh yeah. no Jesus. How many commercials could they possibly have for 24 which has been on since 2001 by the way? That's, that's the America's Dr. Who.
0: That's the great thing about having and a Super Bowl. Watch
1: a single episode.
0: You haven't watched 24? You don't watch
1: no,
0: any. No, not once. No. Oh. Like at all? That's a fun no. one. But I will say that is I don't is it? I don't want to get too deep, no it is honestly, it's a good show. I don't want to get too deep on 24, but it is a horrifically bad show to binge. Like mm. it really most because because back then obviously you didn't have streaming so you couldn't binge it. Go back now and do it. It's terrible because the show moves so fast that you get whiplash. And because in about you know five or six hour long episodes, you're in a completely different place than. You were, but you don't realize it when it's every week because it feels slower. When you binge it, you're yeah. like, "Holy shit!" Weren't you just de- like, you know, uh, taking apart a nuclear bomb, and then all of a sudden you're like undercover in a drug ring, like, it- and of course it's real time, so it's like five hours of your life later. It's like, slow down! Oh my god, not a great binge show. Madness. It is, but it's bad. Well, so,
1: speaking of good binge shows, the uh, uh, Stranger Things trailer. That that was I think that was the coolest commercial because it started as something else, but as soon as it started, I was like, you know, it would be cool as if this was a Stranger Things commercial, and then it was. Oh man, that was a great trailer. I I just give Netflix credit. Like-
0: no, I and I I'm gonna watch Stranger Things eventually. Eventually, I, of course, I say that there are a long list of shows I'll never get around to watching. Hopefully, Stranger season one of them. But I give Netflix credit. I mean, how ballsy is it to spend what was it four or five million dollars for that commercial for a show that doesn't drop until Halloween? Now I know people yeah. can go watch season one, but still, that's pretty ballsy.
1: I loved it. Yeah. So that was do we know? Does Netflix tell you like how successful their shows were relative to one another? Um, like, do we know how successful Stranger Things was?
0: Sometimes they do. I don't know if they specifically did for Stranger Things. And you're right, Dan. Usually it's comparative. We'll say it's our most streamed ever or whatever. Right, right, right. I don't, I don't know if they did. It wouldn't have surprised me. But then again, what I don't understand is so they have, Um, what is it, the Marvel, the the Defenders, which is where they get the uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones and all those guys together for their shared series, is dropping, I think, in March or April. I don't know why they wouldn't mm-hmm. promote that. That's a little weird to me, Mm -hmm. but uh, hey, people seemed excited about it, so.
1: Well, maybe Stranger Things did pretty well, and they're trying to get more people hooked.
0: Well, and Strike the Iron while it's hot, right? While the buzz is still still lingering for Stranger Things.
1: Yeah, it also seemed like Stranger Things hit kind of late, because it came out in July, but it didn't feel like people really were watching it until September or so. Well, they
0: didn't promote it, right? It was all word of mouth kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, the good news is, and and we were talking about this before we started, um, Boston bringing home another championship to New England. um, And I was quizzing these guys on the most winningest sports city in America. Did you guys have a guess?
1: I mean, I think the, see, the problem is I don't know very much about sports. Like beyond. That could be a problem what happens <laughs> to my neighbor. <laughs> uh, Neither do I. I do know. I would know which one would be among the least winningest.
0: And what would that Columbus, be?
1: Columbus, Ohio, because it has no uh, sports <laughs> teams. It's uh, the largest American city with no sports teams.
0: Dan, depends on how you define a sports team. The Columbus crew have actually won an MLS championship. Now, it's soccer. Columbus so you may not. crew? Yeah.
1: I, I would count that.
0: They have one. No, according to this chart, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten teams that uh, or ten cities that have never won a championship in any of the major sports, but that have a team in at least one of those cities, including Charlotte, Jacksonville, Memphis, Nashville, Oklahoma City, Orlando, Sacramento. I
1: thought the Hornets were like a good basketball team in the 90s.
0: They were, but they never won a championship. Oh wow! They were just always a contender, but you got to remember in the '90s too, with the Bulls won all the championships. So yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. not a good time to play in the NBA
1: <laughs> unless
0: you were on the Bulls. Um, right. <laughs> no, you'll be happy to know the number one ranked city for champion with 54 overall championships, 35 of those in baseball, will not surprise you to learn it, it's New York City. Um. Boston is number two now. Has that was number thirty-seven nice. for Boston? Most of those in basketball, actually seventeen for the Celtics. In third place, Chicago with thirty. Fourth place, Chicago with twenty-five. But we talked about it on the show. I don't think it's fair because Wait, New York City. You said
1: Chicago twice.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I meant Los Angeles is number four. Okay. Thank you. Thank um, Do you know how many? Do you know how many sports teams New York City has?
1: <laughs> like thirteen or something. It's
0: not a bad guess. Eleven. Jeez! Two football, two baseball, two basketball, three hockey, I think, and two and two soccer. Three hockey, yeah, because the Islanders now play out of Brooklyn, so they consider them New York City. Uh, uh, Oh my gosh! gosh. Plus the Rangers and the uh, and the Devils. So, um, I what I did is I quickly before we went on, I did the math. If you divide, so like the number of average championships per team, Boston is number one with seven. And then New York City, Chicago, and L.A. are right about tied for seconds. So there you go. A little sports trivia for you. Cool. See, um, I had no idea.
1: I didn't know the Celtics were there's so good. A, there's I a, guess maybe like, that's a thing I've heard, but I don't follow basketball. Well,
0: they I were – um, yeah, they went through, of course, Larry Bird famously. Um, they, they went through many rounds where they were just dominant in the sport, really one of the most dom- – mm. You know, kind of like how the um, the Steelers were dominant for a long time in the NFL – um, yeah, kind of the, the same way. There's a reason why they call Boston Title Town because they win all the titles. Um, except New York City, which ones? Which wins more technically? But that's beside <laughs> the point. Hey, I'm just being honest, just for full disclosure.
1: That's a very New York Boston uh, dynamic there. Exactly. Hey, look, yeah. we, we love New them York. All sex. Hey. Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> Let's no, just say just Houston kidding. hasn't won a lot of championships. Just put it that way.
1: Um. Okay. Oh, I guess the Texans are a pretty new team. Did the Oilers ever win a, Ever win a Super Bowl? They did after the uh, famous mathematician. No, named after like oil. Like <laughs> no, I know. I was oh, <laughs> 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 oh yeah. Is that the is that the one that's isn't it spelled weird? Euler. Yeah. You guys are weird. Um, no,
0: the Houston Rockets <laughs> actually won two NBA championships. Um, the Oilers won two AFL championships pre-merger, um, and the um, the Houston Dynamo, the soccer team, has won two MLS cups. So, cool. There you go trivia for you but now we we've we've exhausted our time on sports and we've got to move on to some technology <laughs> i think i guess that that's our why time we're
1: here on sports for the year yeah
0: I, I was about to say 2017 no more sports
1: um oh well, speaking of things that were advertised far out though the winter olympics there's an ad for that was there and i was like yes and i was like oh my go- what weren't these that's summer awesome. olympics just like the last year and yes they were. they not until 2018. Yeah, wow. that's where, awesome. Where are they? Like, but that was from NBC, so like or whatever the host network was. So does the host network have to pay for ads on the Super Bowl? I'm guessing no. I'm guessing they can eat the cost of not selling well, that ad slot however often they want.
0: Yeah, that's why 24 got so many ads cuz it was Aaron on Fox. They they get a certain ad inventory as the as the broadcasters of the game. Kobe, I think it's in South Korea.
1: Oh, okay. That makes sense. That's cool. I love the Winter Olympics. I, I I'll never forget freshman year Sean and I watched a bunch of curling during the the Winter Olympics. Yes!
0: <laughs> oh my god, that was like the first time they really went nuts with the streaming and we're like you can watch yeah. every curling match. This is great. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs>
1: that
0: was yeah. I'm I'm a sucker for the Olympics. So, that's something mm. to look forward to.
1: Now, Sean, this seems like one of the few television events or, like, events that you would have, and correct me if I'm wrong, is zero reason to be streaming multiple things during it. it. Did you have multiple streams of the Super Bowl going?
0: You can, and I know Fox had an app where you get, like, different camera angles and... There were a few gimmicky things going on. I had twi- I had a Twitter feed going, but other than that, no, this was really pretty singular. It, yeah, you really want to, and the other thing too is I bet, I'm telling you if the Patriots hadn't been playing, I probably would have gone a little more nuts, but I really wanted to focus on the game. If I didn't care about the outcome, I would have gone a little crazier. Although I will say, I, we're going to continue to get off topic, but I was, um, I did a lot of cooking for the game. Um, it involves my pick this week. Um, and uh made all kinds of stuff in the kitchen. But I, I also took a nice big slice out of my finger. I don't know if you can see oh, yeah. that, that nice cut right there. Um, and, and the reason, and I learned this right before we did the show, is that I, I brought a prop. So you see this very, this very shiny knife here that I'm holding mm-hmm. up in my hands? Um, yeah. I've been using it as a bread knife. And it works fantastically as a bread knife. Best bread knife I've ever owned. It slices through bread. Like, you wouldn't believe. It also slices through human flesh quite well. The problem is, I learned, this is actually a carving knife for meats. That's why <laughs> it's so sharp. You're not supposed to use it to cut bread.
1: Wow. It's like, wow. Re- I, I don't I know if you can hear it. I thought the thing with the little divots in it was a, a fancy bread knife, too. No, it's to actually collect meat juices, believe it
0: or not. As you're cutting through it, I don't know how that works, but apparently it saves the juices from being lost in your meat. But I was cutting a roll in my hand like a moron towards my finger, and, and of course it goes right through the bread because it's sharp as hell, and I just cut a nice big slice in my finger. So anyway, I felt like a real and this was like 30 minutes before kickoff. I was all my food was done and ready. It was like bleeding the last everywhere. Thing. I felt like such, and I was like, well, first I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I was going, I was so mad, I was so upset. Anyway, well. A little side story. I couldn't resist. I had the prop, so I had to tell it. Um, okay, enough of my injuries. Wait,
1: I have yes. one. One more oh, question, please do. Did you catch my Mad Max joke on Twitter? I did. I did catch it. Yes. The, the halftime show is basically Mad Max the Musical. And that was the joke, and it was great. Actually, aren't they actually doing a Mad Max the Musical? Oh God, I hope so. I think I read that I would, somewhere. I would be all over that. I'd Google oh that man, it. well, but she. They basically had the guitar guy with the flamethrower, and it was made out of like that tower thing. It was made out of sheet metal. There was like people suspended from things. There was fire everywhere.
0: That's it was weird. it was
1: very post apocalyptic and fitting for the times.
0: Well, we basically are post apocalyptic, so.
1: Oh, here's uh, I can keep getting us off topic if you want. No, yeah, I'm not gonna stop you. Here's a question. Uh, I stole this from my pick last week. In in our inevitable post-apocalyptic society, uh, assuming that we all survive, you know, long enough, we go and we all individually try to get into like some compounds. Presumably, like some humans get together, they build these walls, they start farming things, and and you show up at the gates and you want to get in so you can get food and safety and you know, be able to sleep at night. What would you tell this society? You have to offer them such that they would let you in the gate. What would be your selling point in a post-apocalyptic society?
0: That's so easy. And but would you believe I've actually thought about this?
1: <laughs> I know. I, I actually have an answer.
0: I know. I know. I'd be surprised too. Um, I would have absolutely nothing to offer. <laughs> I, honestly, I wouldn't. <laughs> That's I, no, I, no I would ask politely. When
1: did, you, when did you start thinking about this?
0: When I so I have a coworker of mine who is um his family one of his family's many hobbies is planning for the apocalypse. And, you know, like, they they keep batteries in one of those Faraday cages in case an EMP goes off. Like, they really go all out. And they were talking, like, oh, yeah, we know how to do all this stuff, and we have a plan of what's going to happen. And I'm like, if that happened, I have no practical life skills. Like, I cut my finger a little bit, and I, like, panicked and didn't know what to do. <laughs> it, it took me about ten minutes to figure out to put a Band-Aid on it. I am not built for the apocalypse. No real-word skills. Forget about it. So, I think...
1: I feel like I had planned for certain events in which I would just like go to my parents' house um, and I could either get there like Jill and I could either get there by car or by bike if necessary but like that's that's like only a subset of apocalyptic events that that would work out for like other ones uh, maybe going outside wouldn't be super great mm. um I think, I don't know. I, I I haven't done as much planning as as your neighbors. I I think for sure. Uh, maybe I should get like a stash of seeds or something. So I when I get to this ooh, place, there you go. Be prepared. Seeds, like that's a good in idea. Life. Yeah. 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 That's a really um, good idea. Maybe
0: I could make them laugh. Maybe that would be my offer. Like, be, be like I, jester. I'll, <laughs> I, yes, I will entertain you for food and shelter. Have you heard of Don't Panic? I used to host it before the world ended.
1: I, yeah. I was a podcast host back when the internet existed. I think right
0: away they'd say no thank For you. a
1: podcast that... <laughs>
0: I would be shut down watch. immediately.
1: <laughs> be like, did you say podcast?
0: Get in line.
1: <laughs> I feel like you, you might have an advantage in that, like, podcasts are still not, like incredibly popular so so you could swing it like maybe no one's heard of don't panic but like you could.
0: oh yeah if be you, like, if, it was you huge if you give the them the hard ended, sell yeah. yeah be like oh we were we were big in korea i know <laughs> i know you don't know much about korea trust me we were
1: we were big there. <laughs> and then like later on when you make a a close friend or something to advance the plot you can tell them your dark secret yes. of like your podcast wasn't famous at all I like I made it
0: all up. Nobody ever listened.
1: Great.
0: All right. How twist, Dan? what would you bring to what 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 skills would you bring to 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 this?
1: I see I I keep getting hung up on the fact that all of the skills that I like I have many not useful skills, but it, but the skills that I do have like I feel like I'd be kind of prepared to survive outside in a post-apocalyptic environment. Like, you know, to make shelter and f- find food if it exists and make fires and stuff like that. Like, direction finding. But that that stuff isn't helpful to a society behind walls. Uh, they mm. don't need someone who can survive. I'm not, like, a particularly good soldier. Uh, so, I, yeah... Maybe like a a forager that's like the best I could come up with.
0: not bad, yeah uh,
1: yeah, a scout
0: ooh, what um. about a management consultant? <laughs> I could do that <laughs> be like be like i don't I don't think your haphazard form of government you formed within these walls is really maximized for synergy.
1: let me interview all of the people who live in your compound, and I'll put together and, a report, uh, yep. A PowerPoint. You do have power, right, for the PowerPoint? Yes.
0: I'll point. I'll point at who's wrong, and you can k- execute them in the town square. <laughs> um, we're so useless. There's a reason we do this and not, you know, actual useful things.
1: <laughs> Let me tell you about Agile.
0: <laughs> it's an acronym. Let me tell um, you about the
1: Toyota method.
0: Oh God! Wait, I'm having wait, like PTSD wait.
1: flashbacks here. Is agile an acronym or was that a joke? No, that was a joke. Oh, okay. It was not It's not an acronym and it was a joke. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Just Checking. I for a second like I mean but it could be. I would if someone told me it was and gave me a plausible <laughs> acro- acronym, a, I would believe it. <laughs> yeah. G good teamwork. General integration uh Linguistic exp- uh.
0: empathy. <laughs> Agile. Remember it. <laughs> it's what this How business I, thrives yeah. on.
1: You can't stop synergy. It's bigger than both of us.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Dan just pulled the 30 rock quotes today. Yep, yep. <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> we need to have a 30 rock that's, quote that's off sometime.
1: One of my favorites.
0: The problem is, I no, go ahead. Go for it.
1: Uh, I, 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 a 30 Rock trivia uh, challenge, I, I think I am especially well-equipped. I think mm. I can do well. I think I could do well. I think Jill would also be fantastic. Mm.
0: This, this might be a thing. I See, the problem is I can – Dan, you do Jack Donkey pretty well. I do a lot of the Tracy Jordan quotes, mm. <laughs> which are some of my, you know, I want to hold a mirror up to society and then win world record for biggest mirror. i I can't do the impression uh
1: gaga for uh uh what was it a caca for cuckoo puffs. that was a tracy jordan quote it was it Uh was
0: that show was (laughs) so i god i could just watch that a million times over
1: oh boy all right so since the world hasn't ended yet do we have technology news to talk about? We
0: do. We have a few here. I don't. Uh, we can talk about. We got the Snapchat IPO. We got the sneaky things. Vizio's up to Facebook TV. Let's talk about
1: the Vizio thing. I, f- I feel like this sort of flew under the radar.
0: It did. I, you know, sometimes I just skip stories and I don't know why. I kind of go off instinct, and then you guys will pull it up and be like, "Man, I don't know why I didn't put down the rundown" because it is a really great story. So, let me break it down for you folks. And uh, f- the FTC did a really great rundown.
1: Yeah, the after this article read like a news article. It's so well written. It was like the report alleges that. Mm, it's interesting. It's, yeah. it's
0: one of the most like understandable things I've read in a while. So I'm almost going to read it verbatim. Here we go. Starting in 2014, Vizio made TVs. Vizio, the the television manufacturer, owned now by uh, what is it? Laico, the uh, the Chinese company. Um. Vizio made TVs that automatically tracked what consumers were watching and transmitted that data back to its servers. Vizio even retrofitted older models by installing its tracking software remotely. All of this was allegedly done without telling, uh, clearly telling consumers or getting their consent. Uh, on a second-by-second basis, Vizio collected a selection of pixels on the screen that it matched to a database of TV, movies, and commercial content. What's more, Vizio identified viewing data from cable or broadband service providers, set-top boxes, streaming devices, DVD players, and over-the-air broadcasts. Um, they had as, as many as 100 billion data points each day for millions of TVs. Now, right away, you would say, gee, Sean, that sounds kind of creepy. It gets worse because then they turned that data into cash by selling it to advertisers and others. Not only did they sell summary information, they got specific. They provided IP addresses to data aggregators who then matched those IP addresses with an individual consumer or household. Um, they allowed a host of personal details, including sex, age, income, marital status, household size, education, and home ownership to be correlated with your IP address. And Vizio permitted companies they sold the data to to track and target consumers across devices. Um... Vizio put the functionality behind a setting called Smart Interactivity, but the FTC says uh, that was a generic way of describing the feature, Um, things like enables program offers and suggestions. I'm sure you guys have seen this before. And didn't give consumers a necessary heads-up to know that Vizio was tracking their TVs every picture. Um... Because of this, Vizio settled the case with the FTC to, prominent, to stop the tracking, prominently disclose its TV collection practices, and to get consumers' express consent before collecting and sharing viewing information. In addition, they must delete most of the data it has already collected and put in a privacy program that evaluates Vizio's practices and its partners. It also includes a $1.5 million payment to the FTC and a $2.2 million settlement for the state of New Jersey who sued them as well. Gentlemen. This is really creepy.
1: Yeah. And I have lots of questions about this. So first, if you don't connect your TV to the Internet, this isn't happening, right? Correct. Second, safe to say. This is so much work. (laughs) It's like what they did. What they did was a lot of work. Uh, so it's not, it's clearly not accidental, which I feel like a lot of times these companies can sort of pass that off as, oops, we didn't mean to be sending over, like, what HDMI port you are on to our servers. It was just, like, a diagnostic feature. Uh, but this is, like, at, like, analyzing the pixels on the screen. That's, like, crazy. And how, how long did it take for someone to notice this? Be- I- nerds buy stuff, and sometimes nerds buy TVs, and people who are even nerdier than Colby or I will often look at their network and see what's being transmitted because they're control freaks and they want to see every single—this would have been so obvious, I imagine.
0: Well— I know we've, I, maybe not on the show, but I know I've read, not, you know, other TV manufacturers have gotten in trouble doing similar things. Was it Samsung when they first started putting cameras and stuff in the TVs? It was questionable with their privacy. It's not that they were collecting it. It's just that, like, in their fine print, they said they could, and it worried people that they might. Um, That's, right. That's But, Dan, nice. I think you're right that it's it's interesting, this difference between... Again, I think if someone were looking at the traffic coming off the TV, I think I would expect my TV to send some amount of data back to some server somewhere, right? I don't think that's necessarily surprising. I think the surprising thing is that, A, they matched it up to know what you were watching, right? It's not like Dan turned on his TV. He then turned off his TV 20 minutes later. Like, that's not what they sent. They sent, like, individual color pixels to match to content. Then they matched it to your IP address, and then they sold that to advertisers who were allowed to match that, with Dan Miller. That's kind of yep. like the logical step. And I think that's the part that it's hard for consumers <laughs> to know that even, even, even if I knew my TV viewing habits were sent to Vizio, if I knew they were using it anonymously in aggregate to monitor TV ratings, I probably wouldn't be too beat up about it.
1: But, wait, if wait, I, but for what purpose could they possibly be doing that?
0: TV ratings. People pay Nielsen big money and Nielsen, by the way, until a few years ago was still using paper diaries. People would write down what they watched at each hour. And now it's a little more digital, but this would be a a great way to do it automatically and to get incredibly accurate TV rating. Advertisers would pay big money for that, you know. And if I knew they were, Mm. if I truly knew they were doing it genuinely, anonymously, in aggregate, no way to connect it to what I was watching, I assume my set-top box is already doing that. To be honest with you, maybe maybe it's not, but it wouldn't surprise me. But it's just a weird part that they were taking it and matching it to. Me as an individual, and then selling it to advertisers, and had no rules around what the advertisers could do in connecting it with my personal details, cool. and that they didn't, and that they try to pass it off as this smart interactivity bullshit. Although people by now should know, whenever a company promises you personalized personalized content, you're like ads. It's ads. It's always ads. <laughs>
1: it's always always and when i first read this headline i thought it was the tvs that could do like the skype calls because the headlines were like vizios watching what you watch i thought they meant literally like the camera was always on recording you in front of your tv i feel Uh, like now that this happened though the next thing that happened is going to be that like mm-hmm. that your TV is literally like eye tracking you to see what you're looking at. Well, they all have mic- microphones in them. Yeah. If, if this was, if this was disclosed, so say what if, well, here's a question. What if they did like the Kindle thing where they said, Sean, you can have this like 65 inch TV or we can take, we can take off 25% off, but it's going to track everything you do. And we're going to sell it to advertisers.
0: Again, is it tied to me as an individual? Will it say Sean Jennings watched eighteen hours of House Hunters last week? Yes. No. Then I probably wouldn't do that. If it if it was if it was an you know an anonymous data aggregate, then yeah, I wouldn't really care.
1: Okay.
0: Now, if they gave me the TV for free, uh, it'd
1: have to be free. I mean, fifty like percent it,
0: off. It'd have to be a real good bargain. But I again, I don't I don't fully know how comfortable I would be with. Now, if, okay, so for example, right, let's say they took my data, didn't sell it to any third party. Vizio was the only people who kept it, but they used it to serve me ads on the TV like the Kindle does, like in the bottom like ticker of the screen all the time are ads running. I'd need a free TV for that, but I would do that. <laughs> but I would do that.
1: For a free but TV. again, the
0: weird thing is, it is sold to these third parties. Like I know Vizio as a company, I don't know who these third parties are. Is it like you know Joe's ad house, and there's no security, and no one gives a shit, and they know all this weird shit about me? Like I that Jones that bugs ad. me. <laughs> Joe's ad shack, yep. you know where they yeah yeah ads ads by the bucket. Um, it's just it, that part is very weird, and th- and this is coming from a guy who owns Vizio TV, so who, they already know everything I about me. Really anyway. Interesting. And they I don't do remember ever I, getting asked about smart interactivity.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no. And mine is a smart TV. But I've never hooked it up. Well, that, and mm. I don't know so, if I got it after twenty fourteen though. I got it whenever Colby visited New York. That's well, but like I they said, remember. Vizio
0: retrofitted older models by installing the software remotely. So if yours has had a software but update, it's possible.
1: It hasn't had a software update because I've never connected it to the internet.
0: There you go. Then you're probably okay. But then you also have to think like is does Roku track stuff you watch like I know we know we don't think about these things but do we do we really know what does and does not no one reads those terms no. of service agreements no so it's entirely and, and and like smart,
1: their terms of service agreements are as broad as possible sure right right that's what I was gonna say like regardless of what they're doing or not they they want to cover all the things they might ever want to do yeah. Well, and that was one of the big issues with Vizio
0: in this complaint was that it wasn't necessarily that they were collecting the data. It's that A, they were reselling it without proper safeguards in place to keep it semi-anonymous, not tying it to an individual with a name. And B, the fact that they called it smart interactivity and misled consumers with the name and description. That was really Hmm. where they broke the law, is if they had just said, this is a a personalized tracking feature and we may sell, you know, like the, the... cookie warnings that the EU required on all websites a few years ago that, that say, hey, look, these are cookies, this is what they're for, our website has them, is that okay? If they had just done that, they probably wouldn't have had to have paid these fines.
1: Do they not require those anymore?
0: The cookie things? Yeah. Um, I know that there was a law going through to take that, to repeal that. I don't know if it ever passed in the EU, uh, because I, I got to the point where they most people found it annoying and no one ended up caring. So I know they were working on it. I don't know if it went through.
1: Interesting.
0: So just keep in mind, don't, don't watch anything. You don't want big brother knowing you're watching on your Vizio smart TV. (laughs) Enough said. said. Um, all right, let's see here. Let's chug on. We, if you can believe it, we have time for one more story. Spent a lot of time. It's got to be
1: eh? the Snapchat IPO.
0: It's got to be Well, you know us. Welcome to Welcome to the Financial Analysis Minute with Sean Colby and Dan. Where you're not financial experts, uh here to talk to you about the stock market. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Snapchat is going public, of course, the company the company name being Snap, so I will refer to them as Snap, um is uh filed their public offering this week um with the with the ticker symbol of SNAP, unsurprisingly. They hope to raise 3 billion dollars. Um, the IPO would value the company at above $20 billion. Now, some quick fun facts. When you go ahead and um, declare for your public offering, you have to disclose a lot of financial information. So we know a lot more about Snapchat now than we used to. Here are some fun facts. Snapchat's revenue has exploded. $58 million in 2015, up to $404 million in 2016. Strong revenue growth. Um, However, losses swelled in uh, 2015. 2016, they lost $514 million. Lost it. Go on. Um, to what? To costs out outstretching revenue.
1: So, so this is... Uh, so is that $500 million or whatever, like however much they lost, plus whatever they made... And like that's the leftover, or like they lost five hundred million dollars and 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 like made four hundred million dollars, so in in it evens out at like a hundred million dollars. Do you know what I'm saying? I,
0: <laughs> kind of. So I, if I understand it correct, again, financial experts here. Uh, if if you know how to decode right, this right. information, give us a call 644 tech. Um, no, if I understand it correctly, it's you take. Very simply, revenue minus expenses equals negative five hundred fourteen. Now, of course, they got a lot oh, of, okay. you know, fund That's why you keep getting funding rounds to keep paying that off. um Right,
1: right. You keep taking loan. You like, you get a new credit card to pay off your own old credit, credit card, card. Yes. And then, like in a couple of months, you get another credit card to pay off the second credit card. And then you card. take out a
0: personal loan to pay right, that credit right. card. Yeah, no. So I mean, on and so forth. Financial for one hundred and one. Now, interestingly enough, Twitter, when they went public, also was losing money. Facebook was profitable when they went public. Um, Let's see. um, Other things we learned. Um, The filing says the average user opens the app 18 times a day and (laughs) and spends 25 to 30 minutes with it.
1: (laughs) Wow. I don't even open the app 15 to 20 times a month. Well, you're not average, Dan. We know that. Yeah. I think I open the app three or four times a week, maybe. Like two, th- two or three of those times are to look at snaps I got, and the rest of them are just to mess around with the stupid filter things on the <laughs> when I'm bored. It just not, and you don't send them to anyone. No, sometimes I send <laughs> one, but.
0: And you know how bummed most. Snapchat is because they're like, we don't get any ad revenue for that, you fool. Um, right. I open it every day. I don't. You guys are missing out on all the fun.
1: I guess so. See, I bet they do get ad revenue for that though, because some of those are those like the face recognition things are like sponsored. sponsored. Sure. Yeah.
0: Well, they I mean, they are. You know, four hundred million in revenue. Um, I'm assuming most of that from ads. I don't have the breakdown here. Uh, but one other interesting piece of fun fact here is daily active users is actually gone flat. It grew by seven percent in um, up to June 2016, um, and th- between June and September, when interestingly enough, Instagram lan- launched Instagram Stories, growth was flat for that quarter between June and September. Very dangerous for an app like Snapchat, whose model requires constant user growth. Um, mm-hmm. Overall, it's a pretty sketchy IPO in a lot of ways. One last fun fact. The co-founders of Snapchat will retain uh, a very large chunk of the stock and nearly all of the voting stock. Um, each co-founder, it's believed, will um, own about $3.5 billion worth of Snapchat stock after it goes public.
1: Well, that's not three and ba- half Instagrams per person.
0: I mean, that's not too bad for an app you invented to send naked pictures to people that would delete themselves.
1: So, I mean, people love naked pictures. So,
0: but not enough to keep them forever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what there is to think about this. I mean, I'm, I'm not buying any Snapchat stock. That's for sure. I, I, I would say it's from from my perspective, it's more of a Twitter stock than it is a Facebook stock, and by that I mean more of a not crash and burn but more of a disappointment than a than a big stock success that is to say I don't I'm not saying they're going out of business
1: yeah no it seems like uh, I think we talked about this what when about Twitter I though sorry uh,
0: spectacles are cool they said in the filing they want to sell them a lot more widely than they are now um, I I think it's a
1: uh,
0: the problem is they just need there's when you the problem when you lose five hundred million dollars isn't that you lose five hundred million dollars is that you're spending <laughs> so much money that you lose five hundred million dollars like
1: wait where... you no know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell that to my bank he's like listen <laughs> listen the problem is not that I lost five hundred million dollars The problem is that I spent five hundred million dollars and really that's your problem not mine
0: <laughs> there you go Dan again. <laughs> Very good at finances. Uh, no, it's just that they're spending too much goddamn money. And the problem is they need such cons- such user growth to make up that gap that it's it's really dangerous. So maybe you're right. Maybe selling hardware is one way to increase revenue to meet those losses. The problem is you have to spend a lot of money to develop hardware and to launch hardware. You know, there's a reason why Google gets to do fun things. It's because they make a shit ton of money on advertising. <laughs> you know, Facebook, oh. same way. Snapchat's not quite there. Maybe they'll get there. if they can get, That was one of the big stumbles for Twitter. They never really got their ad game together that well, so they couldn't drive as much revenue as they would have liked. Of course, their users, users were also down. What was it? Facebook and their earnings said they now have about 2 billion people who log into Facebook each day on average. If Snapchat had those kind of numbers, they I bet they would be wildly profitable, but they're not quite there.
1: Indeed, they I only. Mean, I don't think they're uh, they're not as accessible as Facebook is. Well, <laughs> like everybody nobody knows is, to how be to fair. use fair. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, how many? Let, let me quiz you guys quickly here. How many daily active users do you think Snapchat has? Now, again, I quoted that Twitter. I think is. Oh geez, I don't know. I'm just trying. Three hundred million, maybe, was the last figure
1: hmm uh I don't know, like like a a hundred million
0: a hundred and forty three million, which isn't which is a lot, but it's not it's not that much,
1: yeah, I did notice Snapchat redesigned their app recently, like sort of the navigation, and it is. It like almost makes sense the way things go. Like they're still in ridiculous places, but at least you can see the connections between them.
0: I still, Sean I was, disagrees. I was, I was thinking the other day. Snapchat for me is like one of the worst designed apps on the planet. It, it, it the icons oh. are unclear, the menus are unclear, the actions yeah. are un. It's just so. so they, they,
1: They definitely doubled down on what Snapchat has always been, but at least they made them made it like sort of fit together. I guess that's what I noticed.
0: The last update, it kind of like dipped and then came back up a little bit. I agree there was some improvement, but still. And the other problem too is it's really you know the whole thing about Snapchat that was great is it opens right to the camera, right? They were one of the first apps to do that, and it was really fast because it opened right to the camera and you could take a picture. It's so it's so like slow to oh maybe I just have an old phone, but it's just because it's got so much crap in it. That yeah. I don't know. It's just too busy.
1: I uh, I noticed the other day that if you double tap on the picture, like on, when you're in the camera mode, it flips the camera around, which I thought was cool. See, I got- accidentally did that.
0: Did you know? Do you but- know how to zoom when you're taking a picture?
1: No if you swipe I assume your, you?
0: Well, I think you can but another thing you can do is because if you're holding it with one hand like a selfie or something you can use your thumb and if you slide it up and down the side of the screen it will zoom for you like it's all that weird stuff like what they don't tell anybody <laughs> like why are you hiding this Snapchat I don't oh. it's, it's just it's very odd I don't know but anyway, we'll keep an eye on this story as it progresses. When they actually do go live, we'll see how the stock does. But, um, but it'll be interesting. Not going to be the cornerstone of my portfolio. No. Nope. Nope. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still full up on uh, Friendster stock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Didn't, didn't do too well. Pets.com. But yeah, my pet off the charts. My, my Netscape stock. <laughs> Just couldn't let it go. Um, all right, we're gonna move on to picks. Um, but before I do that, I want to quickly remind everybody um, that uh, before I forget, because I was gonna do it at the top of the show, I should've done. We were talking about the Super Bowl. Up for debate this week, taping Thursday. We're gonna follow up on our Super Bowl prop bets. Matt and I bet on all kinds of stuff throughout the show. Um, it was a lot of fun. And throughout the game, I was following along, tweeting live at Up for Debate TV on Twitter. And we're going to have the results, we're going to have the score, we're going to recap the game, our thoughts on, on the game and Lady Gaga and the commercials, and we're going to tell you who won the Prop Bet Challenge. It's publishing uh, probably Thursday or Friday this week, but you can go to upfordebate.tv slash subscribe, find out how to subscribe, and then you'll get the episode when we publish it. So, a little mini tease there for you. Let's move on to picks here. Um, and I am going to have Dan go first, because Dan never gets to go first. And, <laughs> and I don't think that's right. Uh-huh.
1: All right, <clears throat> so another podcast uh, I started listening to recently. It's called, what is it called? What did I put in there? Uh, how, how, how I, built, I this. built This, yes. How I Built This. Uh, it's one of those, you know, standard NPR podcasts. I don't know who specifically does it, <clears throat> but the premise is they interview kind of super famous people usually business people but sometimes designers or people you've definitely heard of and talk about like how they got here and what their failures were <clears throat> which is i i found the interviews like really interesting especially for a half hour they're usually like half hour to 45 minutes a lot of interviews like that you're gonna get like a sort of cookie cutter uh interview with like you know rich the richard branson one for instance uh, it was super interesting and I imagine that he's been interviewed about his success many times but this one felt super uh, it felt like he was really interested like they're asking interesting questions he was telling interesting stories it's just cool to see that the most successful people in the world had really awful failures too and their, their path to their success was not at all linear so check out how I built this in your favorite podcasting app as with all NPR shows, super, super well-produced.
0: Yeah, they have some really, like, good companies and people. I was looking through the list of the uh, the past episodes. Yeah. Impressive lineup. Very cool. How I Built This, check it out, listen to it after you listen to the show. Um, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't help sle- uh, sneak that in. I'm going to go next. Um will Colby take us home. Uh, I got a quick link here for you guys. Bon Appetit Magazine, Fancy Food Magazine. Um, They have a lot of great content. But one of the things I found, um, just Googling around recipes, I'm not a professional chef by any stretch. You can tell by the knife wound on my hand. Um, And they actually did this really great collection a while back called, um, they just call it BA's Best. And this is the recipes you need to know how to cook. And it's an awesome list of essential recipes from pancakes and scrambled eggs and omelets and a Caesar salad and guacamole and like stuff you would assume to be pretty basic. But me as a fool who knows nothing about cooking, they're actually really good. You know, even a burger, like how to make a really good burger and how to make brisket and, and, and tuna casserole and just a lot of kind of normal stuff, but it's a little nicer version and they're easy to make. For example, for the Super Bowl, I made their homemade mozzarella sticks, um, hand breaded, deep fried came out fantastic. Very good. Um, and I've, I've done a few of their recipes. It's a nice, I keep this bookmarked, and when I'm looking for something new to try, I check it out here because they're all very simple, and they're all kind of things, you know, you're not going to be surprised by or, or pretty hard to screw up. So check it out. The link will be on our website. It's boneappetitecom slash collection slash best. We'll have the full link on the site at don'tpanic.io along with this episode. But um, that is, you can also just Google boneappetite best, and it'll come up as well. So you can, you can check that out. I'm going to do the pecan pie one of these days. That's next on my list. Um, because I've never made one, but goddamn if I don't love pecan pie. <laughs> All right, Colby.
1: Nice. What, what do you got? Um, my pick's a video game. Uh, it's the the most recent Tomb Raider video game. It's pretty fun. I picked it up this weekend. It was on sale for like half off, I think. So it's weird. I'm pretty sure this game came out a year ago or something on Xbox um and and pc and it like they must have done whatever like garbage exclusive deal um so it it more recently came out on on ps4 uh but it's good it's the sequel so it's 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 the rise of tomb raider and it's the sequel to to the i don't know the tomb raider one that came out like about the same time that the ps4 launched um And I played that one. I think I probably picked that one on the show. Uh, But I've been playing this one. It's 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 super fun. It's the same like, you know, along the same lines as a. What Tomb Raider has always been or uh, the games with Nathan Drake, are they just called Nathan Drake Uncharted, those those games, Um, but it's pretty fun. I've I've been enjoying it Uh, if you're looking for a game like that to play. Uh, I, I think I realized I have almost almost like infinite appetite for those sorts of games where it, like sort of like puzzle platformer with some kind of combat thing going on. I think they're fun. I like the puzzles. The puzzles are cool. Also, like graphics and games are like crazy now. Everything looks awesome. So. Sweet. It's, uh Yeah. On Amazon, its nine seventy five for for PS4. I don't know. I got it for $29 on the, the PlayStation Store. I don't know if that's still happening or if that was a limited time thing. But
0: Yeah, shop around, check it out. Also available for Xbox One, Xbox 360, and PC. Um, the Amazon link will be on our website. If you use that link, we might make $0.30. Cents. So give that a shot. Um, all right, guys, that is uh, it. If you can believe it, we're out of time. On this episode of Don't Panic, I'll go through the usual list of things to let folks know. Of course, our website, don'tpanic.io. You should go there. It's really nice. These guys, you know, I don't think they get enough credit. They worked really hard to make it. It works like 95% of the time, and they deserve a lot of respect for that, so go check it out. Right blow it up, don'tpanic.io. Don't panic.io. All the episodes are there, all 157 of them, with um, audio, video, and the pics with every episode are there as well. Of course, you can subscribe. Best way to get the show on YouTube at youtube.com don't panic show. And as, for the audio, really anywhere you get podcasts iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, uh, TuneIn Radio, most major podcast apps. We're kind of everywhere on that. I'll remind everyone to follow us on Twitter at don't show. Uh, let's see what else and of course we do this live Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern 9 p.m. Central on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash don't panic show go there like it get the alerts when we go live and of course while we're live you can call in 508-644-TECH that's 508-644-8324 and you can call that number even when we're not live and leave us a voicemail give us your thoughts and if you do we may just play it on the show next time now we will be back next Monday with more technology news I have no idea what we're going to talk about but I certainly hope it'll be fun, and I think it will be. So, on behalf of Colby and Dan, this is Sean. Thanking all of you so much for joining us, and hoping we we'll see you next time for even more awesome tech news here on Do Panic.